Well, hey, welcome back to the North Florida Sports Network. Coming up on today's show, I might allow a Miami fan on and to kind of just talk about the Hurricanes clinching their first ever bid to the Final Four. Well, congratulations to them. It uh, wasn't what I wanted as a as a Seminole fan that I am, but um, watching them trying to be objective about it, they had a, a, a really good team. And uh, just the right amount of mix of uh, guys came back and then new guys that were paid right amount. I mean, it's pretty public. They Their transfer was paid and then Wong was upset about it. So they paid him too. So that's the new, um, it's a new landscape. And there's no, if you don't like it, you can't really get mad at Miami for doing it. Um, but the two, the transfers that they did get were very, very important to this run that they've had. I didn't think it was going to last. Um, you're almost waiting for the other shoe to drop. Waiting. Texas was in control of the game in the second half, but you know, credit to Miami. They made the adjustments. Um, they weren't. They didn't hit three in this game. They only hit two of eight from the game, and uh, we're still able to uh, come out with the victory. Um, just Omir down low. Yeah, he is just. He's the difference maker for them. I mean, they have a lot of great backcourt players, but the difference maker is uh, down low. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch the second half of this game. I, I was taking, doing some family stuff. Um, my daughter, it's her birthday today, 327. Happy birthday. You know, she's 10 now. Goodness gracious. Love her to death. Um, but we went, she wanted to do, we went and did some birthday stuff, pre-birthday stuff. Um, and I was checking the score and all the way up to the end, Texas was in control after the hot start by Miami, but, um, credit to the hurricanes. They were able to come away with the win. And, uh, we're going to talk about that on the show with Justin, um, FSU baseball. Oh, Uncharted territory, similar to FSU basketball this past season. FSU baseball never been 500 this late in the season. It's not going to get any easier as they have the Gators tomorrow. And then they're playing the Hurricanes in baseball coming up this weekend. So we'll see you. I'll have to talk to Johnny Matt. Maybe hopefully we can get some things turned around. For the, for the team, but it's going to be a long season. But coming up next, we talk to Justin, let him celebrate his Miami Hurricanes reaching the Final Four, the first ever trip to the Final Four for that program. So when we come back, or when the music stops, you'll hear my interview with Justin. Final Four is set, and there's two South Florida teams in it. No! What 
one of them's Miami. <laughs> Justin's on the line to talk to us about it, though. He's happy. My number one goal did not come true. But um, Miami deserved it, man. They went right through their bracket, and now they will be playing in the Final Four in Houston coming up this Saturday. Justin, man, what's going on? <laughs> yeah man it's pretty exciting final four. i know final four man first one in um history dude yeah first final four in um history um and to think dude in the early 90s miami yeah. had shut down their p- basketball program that yeah that's it it's pretty it's pretty remarkable you know what um national Letter, you know, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, this has been a good team, and you, you could kind of see it er, uh, early in the year. They picked up the right transfers, um, they had the right mix of guys that have been there. Um, and then you picked up just filled in the gaps, and then you have an experienced coach, um, get hot. Um, because I, 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 all right, I'm not, I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't watch the lead eight game. Um, I had to do something with my daughter. Happy birthday, sweetie. It's your 10th birthday today. Um, so she wanted to go see a movie. So I took her to some movie. Um, I figured I let Justin watch this. I don't want to watch Miami go to the final four. And I checked Texas is up by 12 at half. They're up by 12 in the second half. And then Miami took over. So what happened, man? This was a game that Miami had no business winning. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the way it went down, it was, uh, it started out and I'm dancing in the living room because uh, first couple of minutes of the game, Miami just is boat racing Texas. Nine, nothing, uh, nine, nothing run to start the game. Pretty much from that point forward, um, Texas dominated the next 20 minutes of game time basketball mm-hmm. for the majority of the first half. And the first 10 minutes of the second half, Isaiah Wong was playing super timid, like super, super timid, man. He only attempted two field goals in the first half. Mm. And, um, and pack was just a little bit off. Um, the threes weren't falling like they were Friday night. Um, and the, the Canes just looked disjointed and, and Texas looked like the better team. And, Omir had foul trouble early, which anybody that's listening been listening to us this season, that's the way you beat Miami. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been saying it all years. You yep. beat them by getting Omir in foul trouble. Yep. And it looked like that was the recipe Texas had followed. They mm-hmm. were uh they wouldn't give Miami an inch of space on the perimeter because of the three point parade right. they had Friday night. Yeah. And how Miami, I mean, that's how Miami blows teams out is when they're hot from three. Right. And if you can contain Miami from three and get Omir in foul trouble, that that's how you beat Miami. Except yesterday. <laughs> because that's exactly what they did. And Miami still came through and got it done in the second half. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was a, like one of the weirdest comebacks you'll see in modern basketball. Because we came back from 13. There were 10 minutes left. We were down 13. Omir had just picked up his fourth foul. 
So that's basically the ball game. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there on my couch and I'm just like, yep, I wish this game would hurry up and end so I can watch the food that built America. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we just started, like Wong started finally getting aggressive. He started that little mid-range game that he has um, that it seems nobody has a mid-range game anymore in college or the right. NBA for the most part. Nobody plays He's already got the NBA traveling down. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> you and, and there, there's definitely a couple of mistraveling calls too in the game. Like Jordan Miller had a pretty blatant travel at one point that they didn't call. Yeah. Uh, Speaking and, of which, uh, Jordan Miller, man, wow, dude, seven to seven from the field, yeah, thirteen of thirteen from the line, yeah. You know the last person to put up numbers like that in the uh, in the tourney? Who's that? Christian Leitner. Wow, man, that's some good company. If you're in company with Christian Leitner, when you're talking about college basketball, of yeah. course, I mean, NBA, he's, you know, a nice rotation player. But if if you've done anything that Christian Leitner did in the tournament, right. you, you, that's saying something. Yeah. I mean. And he really kept us alive in that first half. Um, in the first half, because if, uh, if you actually look at the breakdown of his field goals in the game, he scored from the field mostly in the first half. The second half was when he just got up there and just started draining free throws like he's freaking Reggie Miller. Like, could not miss a free throw, and all of them were true. Like, there was nothing right. bouncing around the rim. They were all nothing but nylon, man. It was it was pretty impressive what he did. Like, thank he, God for Miller. Yeah, he looks like the best uh, pro talent on that team. Would oh, you agree with that? He's definitely the best pro talent. Um I think Wong will probably three be three and uh, D guy in the NBA. It looks like. Yeah, he's he's tall. He's lanky. He can. Wong's defend. gonna play forever in like Switzerland or something. You know, like he's. He, I don't. I, I've had enough, man. Get out of here, Wong. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Wong no. <laughs> feels about like uh, uh, what's his name uh, Hartman, the quarterback from Wake. It's like yeah, oh, man. You're so still guy. here. You're still here doing this? All right, man. You've had enough. All right. Um, yeah, this was the game. I mean, like, this is the game. You you saw before, like, Miami's hit, like, at least six threes in, like, 20 straight games. And then they hit two the whole daggum game, and they still find a way to win. Yeah, it was it, it, what I've seen from Miami now in this tournament, in the four games that we've played in this tourney. They're two for eight, won. two for eight. We're, we've won. Every way imaginable. Yeah. We won when our in the in the opening round, our offense looked terrible. And we won. Second round, Isaiah Wong goes for like 30 and just dominates. Then yeah. sweet 16, crazy hop from three. Then this game, yeah. Nothing from three. Omir out. Wong and Pack not playing great. Poplar and Miller stepped up in a huge way. Um, and I mean, even on the glass, like Miller did some, did some good stuff, like uh, kind of banging down low a little bit uh, with yeah. all the time that O'Meara was out. Right. And, I mean, he even got a, a big foul on a rebound uh, down the stretch and then got up there and stroked the free throws to make it a two possession game. Yeah. And, and that was one thing Miami did really well in the second half was they drew a lot of fouls. Yeah. It took the ball to the rim. They were in the bonus super early in the second half. And and then there was a huge play where, like, this was me yelling and cussing at my TV. Mm -hmm. 
um, when it, it appeared O'Meara had fouled out with about maybe like four minutes left, and we were still making that slow and steady comeback. And O'Meara went up for a rebound and uh, got undercut uh, by a Texas defender who was trying to box him out and didn't realize O'Meara had already jumped. So O'Meara jumped, and then this guy started backing up to box him out. Obviously, O'Meara's, you know, 260-pound body wasn't there. So he starts stumbling back, mm-hmm. undercuts Omir, and Omir yeah. falls face first onto the right. onto the hardwood. Right. And then just laid there despondent. And I'm screaming as I'm chain smoking cigarettes, screaming at, at the TV. I'm like, oh great, that's over. We made the, you know, here we go. We made the comeback. I got all excited. Right. And now we're just gonna lose. And then they flipped the call. Yeah. And well, Omir went up there and hit that, both free that's, throws that, too. Yeah, that was that was I'm that was it. You know, like you thought that he was fouled out and then they flipped yep. it over. What was, what did they say? That was the reason. Um, it was, it was very blatantly obvious. Oh, they did uh, when you slowed it, it down. Defender. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like, like Omir was like right in front of the rim. Okay. He kind of just uh, went defender, into him. Yeah. The defender was trying to, uh, try box to box out. him out and push him out into the, uh, like in the middle of the lane out right, towards the free right, throw line. Right. Sometimes when and you do when, it fast motion, it can look different. Yeah, no, it looked brutal. I mean, it looked like one of those undercuts that, like, somebody gets seriously injured on. Right, okay. But, you know, Omir, he just probably put a dent in the earth because he's a man. Ah, uh, yeah, I need... I need he, hurt, he hurt the earth. He yeah. hurt the earth when he hit the ground, not the other way around. <laughs> and then, yeah, got up there and just ice water in the veins. Omir, not even a great free throw shooter, but after falling on his face, thinking he fouled out, just brushed it off, walks up to the line, and strokes both free throws yep. again. Yeah. The free throw shooting down the stretch is the free throw shooting and the defense down the stretch is what won us the game. Yeah. And all right. All right, Justin. We'll talk to you next time, man. All right, buddy. Well, we got to get on out of here. That's all right. I'd like to thank Justin coming on by. Congratulations to Miami for the daggone Final Four. Um, there it is. I mean, not your uh, father's final four. <laughs> you got a nine seed FAU. You got another five seed San Diego State. They'll be battling out. That'll be the first game. And then you'll have um, UConn versus Miami in the second game. How about FAU, though? What a story that is. Hadn't won a tournament game before this season. Now they're in the Dagum Final Four. The lowest seed to ever win the national championship is eight. So if you want to see the Cinderella story, unlike you've never, ever seen before, then you'll be rooting for FAU. Compared to last year's Final Four, I expect the ratings to be way down. Last year you had Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, in what was it, Kentucky? I mean, our, no, Kansas. Sorry, I'm not Kentucky. Kansas. Yeah, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, and Kansas all in the Final Four. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, that's all top tier programs. And then this year you have UConn, and then that's it. 
Miami is making their first trip to the Final Four. FAU hadn't won a game in the NCAA tournament. They're in the Final Four, undefeated now in the tournament. And San Diego State, which is, you know, been there consistent for over a decade now. Steve, former Michigan coach Steve Fisher started that thing out. And uh, it's uh, continued now. They're in their first Final Four. So congratulations to those teams. We're going to catch up with Jimmy Reno probably later this week. See what's going on over there with FSU Spring Football. So keep it locked right here. North Florida Sports Network. The NFLSN.com. <laughs> 